Frank Isola, Clint Yates, Israel Gutierrez, Bill Plaschke. You guys are going to be running away from mutes like Joe Burrow was running away from Miles Garrett right there. Game three, Astros, Phillies. And the news of the day from the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets firing Steve Nash. Ime Odoka in line for the job. Let's go. Why are you going to mute it? You want to hear from us. Today, of all days, you want to hear from us. News of the day from Brooklyn. The Nets firing Steve Nash. It was not last night's game result, Brooklyn beating Indy for their second win. It was not last year's failures, postseason failure of the last couple years, the injuries. It wasn't about the Arden trade or Ben Simmons coming back to the court. Though it could be some of that. Nash had a 584 win percentage. So it's the overall guiding presence as head coach, and it's now five days long. It's this controversy surrounding Kyrie Irving and his post of the anti-Semitic documentary he projected out to his followers. Yesterday during the game, there was a staggering image. Kyrie Irving foreground, courtside seats, fans wearing fight anti-Semitism t-shirts. Nets did not make Irving available for the media after the game, but Steve Nash was, and that brings us back to Nash. His comment after the game, quote, I just hope that we all go through this together. There's always an opportunity for us to grow and understand new perspectives. So that were the last words of Steve Nash as head coach. Frank Isola around the horn to you. You do pre and post game on the Brooklyn Nets for the Yes Network. Your reaction to today's news, the team firing Steve Nash as head coach. Yeah. You can't say you're surprised. Before you ever coached a game for the team, Kyrie Irving came out and said, we don't need a coach. And then this summer you had Kevin Durant come out and basically say either the coach goes or you have to trade me. And then you have a guy in Ben Simmons who basically is invisible offensively, doesn't even want the ball. So now when you're going to get into Steve Nash as a coach, let's remember something. Two years ago, they smoked Boston in the first round. They blew out Milwaukee, the eventual champs, in games one and two. James Harden got hurt, then Kyrie Irving Mm. got hurt. Last year, before Kevin Durant got hurt, they were in first place in the Eastern Conference. So this, this whole thing has been a mess. The easiest guy to point the finger at right now is Steve Nash because he doesn't have any experience. I get it. The team has not played well defensively. But is he responsible for Seth Curry having offseason surgery, Joe Harris coming back from surgery, and Ben Simmons not being James Harden, certainly not being Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, who they basically traded for to get Harden, then traded Harden for Ben Simmons? Okay, so this is all about basketball for you then. Nothing to do with the week-long controversy with Kyrie Irving. Wait, wait. He, he's responsible for Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving's been doing this before Steve Nash uh, uh, coached in the NBA. He did it while Steve Nash was a player in the NBA. He'll be doing it long after Steve Nash is gone now coaching the NBA. I'm not making Steve Nash responsible for Kyrie Irving. Bill no Plaschke, bring you in here. Frank, when he, when he answered a question about the anti-Semitism controversy, he said new perspectives. How do you say new perspectives on anti-Semitism? No, no, he had to go. The minute he said that, Tony had it was, was right on. That's the last thing he said. That's the last thing he should have said. He should have been gone. Yes, it was an unwinnable situation. The, the, the players never wanted them. Kyrie's played for eight coaches in 10 years now. Durant drove Steve Kerr crazy. It's, it's just impossible to coach him. But he didn't do a very good job. Let's just face it. He didn't handle it well. He had, he had stars. He could have figured out better. His defense is the worst in the league right now. He's not a very good head coach. And then when you throw on the, the way they handle the off-the-court stuff, it was time to go. Israel Gutierrez. 
Well, basketball-wise, yeah, there's been rumors about, you know, internally people thinking that Steve Nash wasn't a great coach since last year. You know, Frank mentioned that Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant is effectively saying, hey, he's got to go or I'm going to go. Um, I don't think that that was a huge surprise. I think where a lot of the other controversy comes into play is when, oh, this was a parting of ways, mutual. Uh, I think Steve Nash was over this. And I think Steve Nash was probably tired of having to cover for Kyrie Irving and probably misspoke in a way that he did not intend. And therefore, it's just, hey, this is too much for me. This is not what I bought in for. I'm out of here. You could call it a firing. Do whatever you want. That's what it feels like happened here. Because again, the basketball stuff has been an issue for a couple of seasons now. But you cannot ignore what Kyrie Irving has done to this team and the position that it, Steve Nash is even in as a head coach and say, like, that doesn't have, he doesn't have any part in this. Of course he has a huge part in this. And they're trying to salvage this by bringing in Ime Udoka, which is another questionable uh, situation or choice right there as well. So all of it is just trying to put patchwork on something that it feels like, yes, Steve Nash was not perfect for, but Kyrie Irving has also really, really helped mess up. And Clinton Yates, your view of it. I think more largely, whether or not we're here to blame Steve Nash isn't really kind of the point. I've been saying all along, my issue with the Nets is that everything seems to happen in public. Nothing is ever behind closed doors. And for all it takes, that's just not good enough. And I think what we've learned now is when you put together a team in the NBA, this plug-and-play model of just getting stars, grabbing some guy off the street and expecting him to be able to coach them because basketball is basketball, it doesn't work. This has been flatly a disaster on all levels. Communicatively, from a basketball standpoint, things have gone downhill, as Frank pointed out. But overall, I think this is just very embarrassing for the league in a certain way to think that the team, a sort of a jewel of the of the league, is supposed to be this good, and this is what ends up coming out of it. Bad news bears in Brooklyn, man. I really hope that they can get it together as a franchise because what's happening right now is ugly. Frank Isola, back in. On Saturday night, they lost Indiana, and Indiana made 23 of 46 uh, three-pointers in that game. Afterwards, Steve Nash got into it in the locker room, really went after the players, including Kevin Durant, a little back and forth between the two of them. Last night, the Nets came out and competed. So the whole idea, oh, we lost the team, that's a bunch of nonsense. And, Bill, two years ago, again, when they smoked Boston in the first round in five games and blew out the eventual champs in games one and two, you were sitting there thinking, he's not doing a good job. This whole thing seems lost. Injuries had a lot to do with what went wrong with this team. I hear that, Frank, but now I'm confused from what you said before. You said he came out and, and, and talked to the team after a loss on Saturday. They came back with a win. The next game they played... Right. And now the decision to fire him. And you don't think it has well, anything to do with Kyrie Irving over the last five days. Why, why, is he, why would he be responsible for something that Kyrie Irving It's not Irving responsibility, is, but he is a public face the of the co- team. His comments yesterday, Bill Plaschke, you thought in speaking to, to, Bill Plaschke, uh, to uh, Kyrie Irving yesterday, and the line was new perspectives, taking in new perspectives. You felt that was New awful. perspectives, yeah. I, I thought that was damning. I thought he was trying to placate him. And why are the Nets trying to placate Kyrie Irving? Why is Kyrie Irving still in a Nets uniform? He should be suspended. You, 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 you have fans the, protesting go on ahead, the Frank. sidelines. Why are we not the decision more to about fire, this? Come on, come on, guys. The decision to fire him came before yesterday and today. Come on, man. This happened, that probably happened on Saturday night after that game. Discussions were happening. They're calling Ime Adoka. Come on. We've all been covering the league for a million Israel, years. Israel, you're, you're nodding in agreement with Frank there. Yeah, these things don't happen this quickly. It was already underway. Mm-hmm. It's been five days of controversy now with Kyrie Irving. I'm going to put a bookmark in that for a second because the now multiple reports we have – the new next head coach, likely to be former Celtics head coach Ime Udoka. Celtics letting the Nets talk to him could be done imminently, like a heat-seeking controversy missile. These Brooklyn Nets, Frank Udoka, 
was suspended for the season by another franchise 40 days ago. What is this move by Brooklyn? Yeah, that, that discussion with human resources is going to be interesting. And once again, considering what happened to him in Boston, you guys think this is all just happening in the last three or four hours? And based on what happened last night in the game, come on, guys. That's not how it works. Ime Adoka was there for one year, did a very good job. Obviously, last season in Boston, they got off to a really slow start. He got those guys to move the ball. You want to make a change? We know that Kevin Durant likes him, but we knew that Kevin Durant also likes Steve Nash. I get what the Nets are doing. But it does seem a little, a little odd under the circumstances, a suspended A little odd. Is, it, okay. Board. Clinton Yates, is this odd to you? A little odd. That is a massive understatement. This guy doesn't even go 40 days and 40 nights after being suspended by a team in its own division. This is beyond odd. This is bizarre. And it speaks to my point earlier. What are the Nets doing? We're at five out of five on the 12-man scale here, Reality. This is really weird mm. to me. It's just plain odd. To, I mean, it's more than odd to look at this and say, that guy goes to that team right now. Again, the NBA has to get this together because this is kind of the result of what we see when everybody just kind of controls their own destiny and nobody wants to take, you know, take responsibility for who's actually in charge. The Nets don't seem like anybody's in charge or anybody wants to even act like they Israel are. Gutierrez. It's kind of embarrassing and childish, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we have to be careful with what we have to say of what actually happened. But for those people who know what happened in that Boston organization, they're not questioning the suspension. And so for that to then 40 days later, all of a sudden become another job, it just makes you question what Brooklyn, you know, whatever you want to call this, whether we're talking about the morals of sports or what have you, everybody, whether it be their fans or the people who work at that Brooklyn organization, should at least be asking some questions right now. Mm -hmm. They're asking questions for a lot of reasons. Frank Isola, I turn back to you. You know the, the front office of this team. Kyrie Irving did not talk yesterday. New York Post talked to one of the fans courtside uh, who was wearing that shirt and said Irving told them, grateful for you guys, but it was dripping with sarcasm. That's just the fans' impression. Do with that as you will. But among Irving's last public comments are this discussion with ESPN's Nick Friedle. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing? Do you see Fine. me in front put of it the, out there. the People title? are gonna say that you are. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I. Okay. I, it's not you put things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff Great. is so not let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic. Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm not. I'm not doing I'm that. You're free to post I can post the NBA statement from this weekend. You can read it right here. And never mentioned Kyrie Irving by name. Said hate speech has no place in the game. That includes anti-Semitic, but they misspelled the word. That's been widely criticized as well. So, Frank, what possessions do the Nets find themselves in in the NBA today? I think the Nets are encouraged that he took the tweet down. I think they're disappointed that he stopped short of giving an apology. You know, for me, for Kyrie Irving, here's a guy who's from West Orange, New Jersey, very diverse town, big Jewish community. He plays in Brooklyn, New York. Tony, you live there. You can't walk five feet without walking past a church, a synagogue, or a mosque. There is a huge Jewish community, obviously, in Brooklyn. The fact that Kyrie Irving is this tone deaf on something like this, it's shocking and it absolutely is disappointing. Israel Gutierrez. Look, I know Kyrie Irving said that he watched the movie that he promoted. I have a very hard time believing that based on the simple lies and disprovable fact or provable lies that are in there and the fact that the way he tried to address it was very much like, hey, let's move on, get off of this, let's keep going. There's no chance he watched that movie beforehand, which actually might be the better situation for him because he can claim some sort of uh, just, you know, uh, 
just being oblivious and not nearly knowing what's happening, being ignorant to the situation. But the league absolutely must do something for to Kyrie Irving, must punish him in some way, whether he knew what was in that movie or not, because uh, either way, promoting it. Flash, you read the NBA statement, besides a misspelling, did not mention Kyrie Irving by name. Did the NBA say enough? No, absolutely not. And it's shame on Kyrie saying Nick dehumanized him. Kyrie's the one doing the dehumanizing. Kyrie needs to be, the NBA needs to step in here. The NBA needs to also step in bigger in the, uh, on this Udoka situation and stop them from hiring him until all the facts are known, until transparency is done. I mean, this is unbelievable. The league allows this to happen. I think the league has to do something if for no other reason than to just get this guy off of a microphone. He's what it sounds like when stupid people try to be smart. Come on, dude, grow up. The level of maturity in the discourse in this is so low that, again, I just can't believe this is what we're doing as grown adults running one of those popular leagues in the world. You're shouting at each other like children? Come on, man. This just We're all better than this, and I can't stand the fact that the Nets have hijacked the entire discourse of what's happening in the NBA right now. It's ridiculous. Buy yourselves next. The Horn is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. Astros Phillies take two on game three. Who, if anybody, last night's postponement helps. The biggest thing it did was shift pitching, so tonight, McCullers Suarez. This is our first look at Phillies fans greeting Verlander after his finger, Valdez after his handsiness, Maldonado after his bat, and Bill Plaschke after saying the Houston Astros would sweep. Well, here we are, and that is now an impossibility, Bill Plaschke. Take your medicine right now. Clint Yates, what do you expect tonight? What's the number one thing this, that decides this game? I think the number one thing is genuinely going to be the Citizens Bank crowd. They're 5-0 there this postseason. They're 21-9 since 4 in that bank, the Phillies are, which is an insane home field advantage. It's a real actual thing. But that pitching lineup thing is huge. It allows everything to be to fall correctly for the Phillies. Wheeler's going to be on six days rest now if he has to throw. I think that the biggest thing that already happened was the rain. It changed everything. So it helped Philadelphia more 
The bank is yes. open after that hours. Is- That's a big plus. You have Philadelphia yeah. tonight? I think Philly's going to get this one. I think that that rain delay gave them one more game in this series, and I picked them in five, but they'll get them another run. Right, guys, Sola. Oh, man, between the Phillies, the Eagles, Philly Union, Philadelphia's the center of the sports universe. Mm-hmm. Here's the one mm-hmm. thing. Altuve's starting to hit, and I do think you're going to get Berlander. Game five is going to be huge in this series. Berlander yet to win a World Series start. It's all setting up for that big game five. I think the extra day of rest helps the Houston Astros. You think it helps the Houston Astros? So you go the opposite way than Clinton Yates. And tonight, what's the number one thing that decides oh. tonight's game and who you got, Frank? Well, I, I, I still think it comes down to the Astros' bullpen, which was a major disappointment in game one. There's going to be a lot of bullpen games, including tonight. You've got Houston, it sounds like. Israel Gutierrez, how about you? Well, it's the Phillies' bats tonight in that home field and against McCullers, who wasn't great in that uh, clincher against the Yankees. But uh, what they're going to do is move to 6-0 because they're 5-0 and and they've outscored their opponents by 20 runs. Only three other teams have done that previously. All three of those teams mm. in the postseason started the postseason 5-0, and outscored those teams by 21. All three of those went on to win the World Series. I do believe I was the only panelist a few days ago that said this would not be a Houston <laughs> one-sided World Series. So can I get points for that? You are not the only because we had an enti- three quarters of the panel picked Philly. Clinton Yates picked Philly. And now you're, you're, you're like on a murder mystery. I do believe I'm the only panelist. No, you're in <laughs> In fact, weren't Gordy Crowe and Monica McGutt and Ramona Shelburne. And now Bill Plaschke, the only panelist who said it would be a sweep for Houston, actually. Go ahead. I actually love the Mutes because I hate the Astros and I'm cheering against them. But you know what? They're going to win tonight. You guys got to understand, 5-0 and at home, Philly at home. The Astros have heard every bad word, every heckle, every jeer for four years. They don't care. Lance McCullers, he don't care. Yeah. Jose Altuve starting here well, he doesn't care. Astros win tonight, and I hate it, but they win. Mm -hmm. Buy or sell two, college football. Playoff rankings, first edition, T-minus two hours. That these rankings are coming out the week of Georgia, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. So the AP top four currently, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, Israel. Give me your top four for the rankings tonight. Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, and... Alabama. I just don't think that the Clemson, now Clemson does have a great schedule, you know, but their close games, sort of the eye test, you know, TCU, their schedule, you know, not too bad, but they beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State just got shut out. It feels like their resume is going to be falling, taken apart, picked apart. I think Alabama, the lone loss being to Tennessee. They so you're putting Alabama. Alabama. See, I was wondering if anybody was going to do it, and right off the bat, Gutierrez is Alabama at four. Clint Yates. Yeah, close games. Have you have you seen Alabama play? But I do agree with you. I think that in this particular case, the top three teams are obvious. But in a situation in which Clemson, who I, I don't trust that much in general, I, I got to stick with Alabama. I hate to say it, but the guy. It doesn't seem like you guys hate to say it. This is, I mean, go ahead. Go on a limb. Frank Isola, how about you? Seems like he's on my side. You know, I hate to say it, but Izzy's also right because Alabama. <laughs> you don't hate to say it. And I. And I do like one versus two this weekend. Georgia should be number one. Come on, national champions, and they're undefeated. But I love that matchup this weekend. That should be. Fun. You have Tennessee as two. Looking Frank, at. you have Tennessee as two. Okay. Yes. Bill Plaschke. Absolutely. Ohio State three. Important to note: only 59% of these first four teams will be in the Final Four. So this is kind of a uh, an advanced thinking exercise. But uh, yes, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. But right on their heels is UCLA. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think your order is how you gave it, right? You, you, have, you have Tennessee as one? You have Georgia Yes. Ten- you have Tennessee as one. Well, Tennessee, okay. Tennessee one. I'm yeah. here Check for that. The, tapes, the best win. Best Tony win. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I was on a show where three people said it would be a Houston blowout, and I said it would be fair. <laughs>
I do believe you're going to have a front row seat to a showdown. You're not in, I do believe. Clint Yates is Frank Isola showdown next. I can't do any more impressions. I have to stop doing impressions. Rematch. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Horn is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. NFL trade deadline came and passed an hour ago. We already know about the huge deals with Christian McCaffrey and Robert Quinn. Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for a first rounder. Jeff Wilson Jr. to Miami. Boost up their running game as well. TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. That's an interdivision trade. Chase Claypool to the Bears for a second rounder. Calvin Ridley, suspended for the year. Traded to the Jaguars. He can't play till next year, but that deal goes to Jacksonville. Clinton, who helped themselves most? I like Chase Claypool to the Bears. He's a nice option for Justin Fields. They look like they actually have a plan. They're building an offense. Plus, he's got trick pay potential, which makes him a fun player. Frank Gaisola. I like, I like what the Miami Dolphins are doing, mm. loading up to, for their playoff run. But, but Israel Gutierrez told me, TJ Hawkinson going to the Vikings. You know, everyone talks about the NFC. Who's the team? Maybe this year it'll be the Vikings getting better offensively. Minnesota, the Trey Lance deal, three number one picks. I mean, they've turned them into Waddle. They've turned them into Hill, and they've turned them now into the trade today for Bradley Chubb. Yeah. F them picks is a real thing. We'll move on. Pacers, big man, Miles Turner saying, on the Woj pod, the Lakers should take a hard look at trading for a player named Miles Turner. Frank, can you tamper <laughs> with yourself? Yeah, he definitely did. If they took a hard look last night, he was a minus 21. He was terrible last night <laughs> against the Brooklyn Nets. If they want to make the real deal, it's Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. Do that. Glenn mm-hmm. Yates. Yeah, so, sounds like he'll fit right in in Los Angeles. It's one thing to go out and say you think you're going to get lucky that night. It's another thing to linger after the letout, just grasping at anybody who might, you know, <laughs> want to take you home. I think this is a little bit too desperate for me. I don't mm-hmm. like it at all. Mm-hmm. Frank Gaisola, 30 seconds of FaceTime. I told Tony I would be perfect for, uh, for this. You know, a long time ago, a New York Jets quarterback made a guarantee in a Super Bowl. I got another guarantee about the current Jet quarterback. He's not going to be benched. I know Robert Sala said it, but I'm saying it as well because he was the number two overall pick. I get it. He had one bad game. Bill Plaschke reminded me that all young quarterbacks have a bad game against the Patriots. Are we really thinking about benching a guy with the team 5-2 and two because he played one poor game? Come on, my New York guys in the media. Come on, settle down. Come on. Mm. Well, Sala said it, but now Frank said it. 
so now we know. The call is coming from inside of your house, Frank. You are the New York media. See you tomorrow. Exactly. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.